The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, September 26th, 2017, season 13, episode number 45. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I'm Derek Eagleton, joined by the normal crew here. We're live at the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's the 27th of September. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so thrown off. You know, yesterday a fan tweeted me like, did you just say it was Monday? And I did. I yeah. said it was Monday. I was, I'm so I'm still thrown confused. Off. I'm days. so thrown yeah. off. It is Wednesday, September 27th, uh, 2017. But welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We appreciate you guys taking some time with us today. Talk a little Cowboys football. How's everybody feeling this morning? Doing really well, Good. Derek. Good. But are the episodes right? I mean, it is yes, the episode I know is right because I updated that on the plane. I'm gotcha. sure. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I think I updated that on the plane. We're on the way back. Good show. Let's have a good show. Let's did talk you, some football. Did you guys see Donald Trump's tweet this morning? Wow. Starting right off oh, with I that, didn't. huh? No, I did not see Donald Trump. I just saw Jerry it. Jones? Yeah, I spoke to Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Jerry is a winner who knows how to get things done. Players will stand for country. We've got the live audio on that we're going to play later. No, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely do not. Um, okay, so that story is going to keep keep rolling here. Yeah. Um, let's Let's get into some football. Um, this is a, oh, yeah, it's a tricky. Obviously, it's a tricky thing, but just the fact that like all these other talk about Jerry and Goodell, and now you've got Goodell and Trump. It's like which side are are we taking here, and like which stance is he is he trying to really go after? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know where this whole thing is going to end up, but um, I don't know. Football. We'll we'll stay tuned. But for right now, we're going to spend the next hour talking about football. Gotcha. And uh, and this just kind of dig dig into these cowboys. Uh, let's start first with Demarcus Lawrence. Yesterday we find out, I guess it was this morning, maybe we find out uh, that Lawrence is uh, was named Nat, uh, the NFL's uh, defensive player of the week. And uh, we talked yesterday about about how well he's playing. But I think for an honor like this, it, it kind of when you look across the league right now, statistically. Best defensive end in all of football. Well, he's, I mean, the stats show that. I mean, I, I don't think I would call him the best defensive end in football. But statistically, I w- yeah, yeah, and, and statistically, yeah, right. And Goff is is one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. Statistically, too. right. Statistically, so, uh, but but he's he's been better than the stats, and that's what I think is the most impressive part. He his stats are the best in the league, but he's been better than that because he's had a half sack taken away. He's had another sack taken away. Um, he's been around another play that looked, you know, that was close to a sack. He, he's almost had interceptions. He's had a lot of tackles behind the line of scrimmage. He's getting a lot of hits on and pressures on the quarterback. I mean, he has been the most disruptive player we've seen. You know, and, and Irving did it for a half against Tampa. You know, Irving showed some flashes. He has been the most dominant player we've seen since about since Drew Brees was running for his life when DeMarcus Ware was going to get him back in 09 or 10 and you know that that area for DeMarcus Ware it's been this has been impressive yeah but you got to keep it up though that's the thing that's why he's not you know the JJ Watt and those guys I mean they do it every single week you know and he's got to keep doing that but 
man, it's a great time for Irving to come back too, fresh and, and not this week, obviously, but the next week, come back fresh. I'm wondering, and I'm I'm very interested to see over the next several weeks how much one team start doing more things to disrupt him. So now. How does he play when he has to live in a world of double teams and chips and and all that? I'm talking about Demarcus Lawrence because teams are going to start paying more attention to him. And the flip side of that, who else on this defensive line is going to have opportunities and going to take advantage of those opportunities to step up and beat one guy to get to the quarterback? Is it going to be Crawford? Obviously, we saw Malik Collins have those two sacks last week, and he's been consistent, I think, since last year. But – on the other side, are you going to see Benson Mayo? Are Taco. you going to see Taco Charlton? I mean, the question becomes, is is Taco even the best guy? Does Tapper get a shot? And is, does Tapper have the Worth. ability uh, to, to beat that one guy? There are going to be opportunities for other guys across this line because the way that Demarcus Lawrence is playing right now, he's going to de- it's going to force other teams to pay more attention to him, which is going to create opportunities for other guys. Can they step up? Well, you know, he, he's – He's so good at the at the left defensive end spot going up against you know those right tackles, and so I don't think anyone was gonna would ever change what they do to try to block him. You know, switch switch to your left tackle over to your right tackle. But it's kind of it is an interesting dynamic that you know when you, when you have a, a, a strong rusher like that off the left end, and, and most teams have their best left tackle over there, so you're not really gonna have that. That uh, which is, I think, an advantage for the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, and now that means they got it. They got to dedicate a tight end. Mm-hmm. They have to get a running back to chip. They got other things that they'll have to do in their offense in order to account for him on that side. And that's where yeah. additional opportunities are created for other guys. Yep. You're working on <laughs> what you working on? Over? I know he's over are there, you like getting like, ready for the Rams part. Yeah. Weeding away. Yes. <laughs> okay, he's getting ready. So, so one more thing before we get to that, and we are going to talk about the Rams, and and today we're going to focus in on the Rams' offense versus the Cowboys' defense. And Dave's going to give us a scouting report that he's feverishly putting together right now. But before we get to that, I did want to get uh, an update on Sean Lee and Jordan Lewis. Um, uh, Coach Garrett yesterday said both had hamstring injuries uh, from the game. What do we know? Is there a do we have a status report on where they are at this point and and kind of what's going to be happening throughout this week to to get them ready to play? Stop me if you've heard this before. Day by day. day. day? They're going to take them day by day. It's day by day. That sounds uh reading between the lines it sounds like Jordan Lewis's deal is not as serious as Sean Lee's. Oh, okay. Jordan was, That's a good thing. Jordan was feeling tightness in his hamstring and they decided to pull him out for the last couple possessions of the game. Sean Lee, I think might have actually tweaked it. However, Sean Lee's a, what, eighth-year All-Pro, seventh-year All-Pro linebacker. So typically, you know, going back to the Odell Beckham conversation from week one, I tend to give the nod toward that guy to find a way to get himself ready more so than the rookie who's playing his third game. I was convinced he went down just to stop the clock. It looked no, – well, you really couldn't tell, right? Because he, he kind of tried to get he off was the field sitting, first. He was sitting – and he looked like he was hurt, and then he looked like he tried to jog off the field, and then he realized that wasn't worth it. So I did. it looked like he was hurt to me, but that's because I had my eye on him before he got up. So um, it looks – I don't know. Hamstrings are tricky. Like, it doesn't look bad because he ultimately wound up kind of jogging off the field, but you know how those things go. So yeah. I bet – well, nobody's going to practice today. Today is essentially a walkthrough. I bet you he's not going to practice tomorrow. So it'll be one of those scenarios where you're looking at him on Friday to see what he's doing. And the same thing probably goes for Jordan because, like I said, he's a rookie. He's had hamstring problems for most of the time he's been here. Um, 
he said it is the same hamstring as the one that was bothering him in training camp. So probably need to keep an eye on both of them as the week goes along. Because the same thing happened to Cheeto, and then he, he got hurt again uh, in the Denver game. And then he obviously didn't play last week. And it doesn't sound like he's, they're going to – him or Nolan Carroll are going to be ready to play this week. I mean, let's don't rule him out, but Garrett pretty much said yesterday, he said um, it doesn't look overly positive for them Probably or too one. optimistic or something it, like it that. It doesn't look like – I he. if I were a betting man, I wouldn't bet on Cheeto or Carroll. Or Carroll. So let me ask you this question, and, and I know these injuries are different. Obviously, can't say just because it's a hamstring injury, it's the same thing and talking about Cheeto right now. Um, but I know, Nick, you made the point a couple weeks ago, is it a smart move – to just go ahead and sit Cheeto for a while because of this hamstring injury is recurring. Well, if if that's the case, should that be the consideration at least to some degree with Jordan Lewis because he says it's the same hamstring and and maybe maybe it wasn't an injury like Dave said. Maybe it was more just tightness. Yeah. And in which case, it, it, there wasn't a tweak, and so maybe you don't feel like you need to sit him. But if this is going to be an ongoing thing, and, and the only thing you can do to help it is rest, does it make more sense just to? Give him just straight rest. Well, when I said that about Cheeto, I was talking about maybe doing a roster spot. I mean, if, with a, with an IR type of move because they cleared, they, they knocked him out so quickly into the game. Like you're out. As like this is probably a severe enough thing where it's going to take some time. Uh, what I would do now is whatever they're going to do for David Irving, I would do it this week. Whatever move is they're going to make, I think I would I would release that player or move him off the roster this week and bring up Marquez White to the roster. Then probably move Marquez White off the roster and hoping one of these cornerbacks is ready for the next week, and then you've already got that spot for David Irving. That's that's such that, a that actually does make that sense. is such a good next level idea that I wonder if maybe you had a conversation. I, with I swear I didn't. <laughs> you do have to wonder that with Nick. I like, I mean shower. It's a great what. It was a shower. I yeah. thought about that in the shower. I don't, oh, care. I don't care what that sounds I thought it was like. a conversation no. in the shower. That doesn't no. – I don't – who would think that sounds weird? If you don't know that you have your best ideas in the shower, then no, I – No, no. I thought the way he said does. it, I thought he was saying he had a conversation in the no. shower. And that's why I was like, uh, I thought he had a conversation the with Jamil showers. I'm like, he what? He is back on the practice squad. <laughs> so we all three took something Jamil, completely different from Jamil that. was like, yeah, they're probably going to move uh, – they're probably going to move Mark White. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Nick's like, what are you doing in my shower? Get out of all right, let's um, let's get into this uh, this talk on the Rams versus the Cowboys. Uh, let's talk first about the Rams' offense uh, versus the Cowboys' defense. Um, the one thing that that stands out, I think, most about this Rams' offense is offensively they're scoring a ton of points right they're, now. They're, they're no good point. now. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, that's the and that's really the question because sure. they've scored a ton of points, uh, but most of those points were done in two games against teams that you don't really think are among the best in the NFL. And right. so um, and so, I guess my question for you, Dave, is give us a scouting report, and then I want all, all of us to chime in on how much do you respect what they've done in these games knowing that the opponents they mainly did it against were not among the NFL's best teams. First of all, in my opinion, and I get that, their two wins are against San Francisco and Indy, both of whom I think will be top 10 draft pick candidates. It's still the NFL. This isn't college football. I don't care about that. You beat, you score 40 points on somebody, it's pretty good. You beat yep. somebody as badly as they beat the Colts, that's pretty good. Um, their one loss is to the Redskins, which, you know, that's probably a, a playoff caliber, at least going to be in the hunt type of team. They scored 20 points, so... 
that kind of gives you a little bit of an indicator of what we're dealing with here. Having said that, um, it's really impressive what they're doing considering how hapless they looked last year to start off this L.A. era because Jared Goff, through three games, has a quarterback rating of 118. He's completing 70% of his passes. He's averaging 10 yards per attempt. So it's not it's not like he's dinking and dunking. Oh, which leads the league. Which I mean, does lead the Yeah, I mean, nobody's, uh, nobody's up that high. He's got three receivers who are averaging a lot of yards per catch, uh, one of whom I really want to talk about because he's a draft show guy. But uh, Sammy Watkins, who you might remember from Buffalo, He's averaging like 15 yards per catch, had two touchdowns on this last game, I believe. Uh, he kind of started slow, but, I mean, 13 catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns through three games is a pretty solid start. Robert Woods, who they also got from Buffalo, interestingly enough, uh, he's averaging 17 yards per reception, so downfield type. Of, and he's a big downfield type of receiver. Actually, two draft show guys because, remember, we talked a lot about Evan Ingram in the season opener. Gerald Everett is the same type of dude, same type of like Y tight end who gets off the line, who's an athletic guy, South Alabama, kind of an under the radar guy. He's averaging 33 yards per catch. Doesn't How many catches does he have? Four. But all of, I mean, four catches. Still a ton. Four catches for 134 yards. He's not your Jason Witten, you know, on the line tight end, but he's an athletic mismatch guy. It's got Byron Jones written all over it. It's something they're going to have to look out for. And then my guy, Cooper Cup, who was maybe my favorite receiver in this past draft, who, you know, he can play outside, he can play inside. People think he's like a Wes Welker type because he's white, but he's really not. He's just a very versatile, very uh, dynamic wide receiver. He scored in the preseason game against the Cowboys, if you remember on that play that um, Anthony Hitchens forced the fumble on the goal line. He recovered the ball? Yes. He's got nine catches for 126 yards through and a touchdown. Um, just like a solid, versatile possession guy who can play anywhere they want him to, basically. Um, they are seventh in offense, sixth in passing offense. I haven't even mentioned Todd Gurley, which is crazy because you would think that he's and, – and obviously, you know, they want to give him a lot of touches. I mean, he was Zeke the year before Zeke went. He's a top-ten pick. He's getting 21 touches a game, but just like Zeke, it doesn't look like it's going so easily for him. They're passing the ball well, but he's averaging 3.8 yards per carry. He's got 241 yards through three games, but he's also got 64 carries. So uh, I kind of wonder if they're going to try to get that cranking a little bit more. The big thing that stands out to me, he's got 13 catches mm -hmm. for 140 yards and two touchdowns through three games. So catching the ball yep they're using him in the passing game the way that i want the cowboys to use zeke um i know zeke zeke probably has close to that many receptions if i had to guess he's probably got 9 10 11 but has he had more than 20 receiving yards in a game so far i don't think so so yeah. he's leading their team in receptions right now he's leading the rams um Gurley. exactly and rushing definitely in rushing but i'm just saying like you, you were talking about those receivers He's caught more balls yeah. than than any of the receivers has. They use him a lot in their passing game. He is the most integral part of their, I think, of their offense, right? And so, well, I think it would probably it, – it, this is my cliche that I use for the Cowboys all the time, which is that Zeke is kind of the engine that makes it all go. I think they probably want to base everything they do around Todd Gurley. But the difference between this team being any good and not is clearly Jared Goff, which, you know – 
I don't want to say I'm surprised by him playing well because he was the number one overall pick in the draft, but he he looked so bad last year that I I have no choice but to give a ton of credit to Sean McVay because that was kind of his that was kind of his reputation when they hired him is that he's the guy that helped Kirk Cousins become a franchise tag caliber guy and all I mean Goff looks great that's that's the big takeaway that I have and again I mean you can you can talk to me about the quality of the opponents all you want but they're two and one and he's playing lights out right now so uh what this will probably be Cowboys saw the Rams DeMarco ran all over him in 2011 they beat him up in 2013 they played him in 2014 this will be the best Rams team that that the Cowboys have seen in the last five or six years I would guess all right, let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you two things that scare me about this Rams offense as a Cowboys observer, and and I want to get your opinions on whether you think it's legitimate or not. We'll come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks. That's hashtag troop thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Grave Rider! You rock the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Grave Rider! When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star and uh, we're talking about the cowboys defense versus the rams offense they'll take on uh, the cowboys will take on the rams this sunday it'll be a noon game it's the only noon game other than the final game of the season which i think they probably schedule all teams at noon yes. until they decide how they're going to 
played it if out. If the but Cowboys and Eagles have a good season, there's a good bet that this will be the only noon game of the year. And the way things look right now, it could be a game of consequence. Yep. It certainly looks that way. So you get to the playoffs. Uh, still early. And then you have to play like a 10-30 game or something like that for TV. 10-30? Something like that. 11. A.M.? That it, it Unless you're in not, I, it won't be the Dallas Cowboys playing in that time slot. No, We've played at, at 11 a.m. in the playoffs in Minnesota. Uh, we definitely did. I know that. Was that 09? like the, our first year? Yep. Oh, I thought you meant 09. No, this would have been when you were five. Dallas. That Cowboys. might have been pretty early too. The Cowboys are a lock for the 3:30 playoff game. I don't. I mean, there's just no Sunday way. afternoon. Why are we talking right. about the playoffs right now? Because I said it. <laughs> Four. <laughs> All right. So here's what I want to do. I have a couple things that that I think. Um, if you're a Cowboys fan, probably should worry you a little bit about facing this Rams team. And I'm going to throw them out there, and then I want you guys to tell me if I'm way off base or if you think this is legitimate. I think the first thing is when you look at this offense, to me it, it, it kind of seems like it's a culmination of the two offenses that had given Cowboys problems this year. They only had three games. But in two of those games, there were two specific things, one against Denver. They ran the ball well and they completed a high percentage of their passes, and their receivers were able to just make plays after they got the ball in their hands. And then against Arizona, uh, the big play. And that's been something that has been – that Arizona does well. We saw in the first drive, they had three – I think they had three explosive plays in the first drive alone of 20 yards plus. That all being said, that's the first thing. The second thing is the one thing that shut them down, I'm starting to get more respect for that defense. Uh, Washington – is a team that if you watched them last Sunday night play against the Oakland Raiders, which I think most people consider to be one of the better offenses in the league, they absolutely shut the Raiders down. And there was no question about uh, – it was kind of like the game between the Cowboys and the, and the Broncos. They clearly uh, beat them up and, and didn't allow them to do the things that they've been doing against teams going back to last season. Those two things make me think that – Arizona's I mean, I'm sorry that that the Rams are much better than just saying hey well the only team they they the only team that they lost to was the Redskins the Redskins are a really good team I think I think so too and, and so when you look at those two things I think those are two things that should concern fans a little bit more this is not a typical game Cowboys versus Rams where you say it's the Rams dude like this is a much better team I guess that's the point I was trying to make a minute ago is that it's lazy and and misinformed to think that it's the Rams, dude. Chill out. That I don't think that's going to fly. I think when you're at the top of the draft for as long the, as the Rams have been, you have you can acquire some talent. We haven't, and we're going to get in their defense tomorrow because that's <laughs> that's loaded. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Uh, so this this is a talented team, and you know I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs, but I certainly don't think they're going to be out of contention by October, which is, well, it is October and they're not. So clearly they're not going, they're not going to fade away. This is a, a team with a lot of talent and a promising young quarterback and their, you know, 28 year old head coach or 30, and he's like 31 years old. He seems to know what he's doing. So um, if you're writing this off as the Rams, I think you're making a mistake. I'm making a mistake then. <laughs> they're gonna kick their ass yeah i'm sorry i know we wait till friday i think the cowboys are gonna absolutely kick their ass this week i really do 38 to 17 what? based on what based on what based on the fact that I, I don't think the rams can stop the cowboys i don't i don't think that i don't think they can stop them i don't i, I mean i know their defense is, is good because they have aaron donald but i mean it was montana to rice slighting them up last week i mean i don't understand why the rams can score 46 points, a lot of it on defense against the Colts. The Colts are, are atrocious right now. 
and then they, they play the 49ers. The 49ers, when, what, when did they get back? When, did, when are they good? And then the Rams beat them, and now all of a sudden Todd Gurley's saying they're going to whip up on the Cowboys. I mean, that, I, I think that's ridiculous. I, I don't think so. I think they'll come and play this game. I've seen this game a lot of times, this, this noon kickoff game, and I don't think the Rams will have a chance. I really don't. I think it'll be a blowout. I think that's outdated thinking in my per- that's the point I'm trying to make is that you know yeah in 2013 this was a craptastic Rams team and the Cowboys beat them 30 craptastic they were awful it was my <laughs> yeah. my third game covering this team it was a noon game DeMarco Murray did whatever he wanted to it was pretty so much taken you're saying that that, that the Rams are different from that year absolutely okay well the Cowboys were eight and eight yeah they were so um, I don't think the Cowboys will be eight and eight that year I mean this year I I I just telling you I don't think that I don't think they can they'll be able to to hold up with the Cowboys with the the running game I think they'll be back on track. Sean Lee's injury will be will be big for this one. I mean if if he doesn't practice all week, that could be a little bit of a factor. But I really I don't think it's what the Rams are doing on offense. I think what the Cowboys will do will will absolutely control the game. I think Goff will come down to earth. And so so you you're buying into the idea that this Cowboys defense. Yep is is really good like you don't think it's an aberra- aberration what we saw necessarily in the first week and and for most of the game last week I think there were some moments early in the game where the defense was suspect but yeah really what you saw most of that game in my opinion and I said this yesterday on the show I think in two of the three games this this season the Cowboys defense has been the better unit they've been yeah. the unit that has been the reason why they've won those games you're buying into that as going forward I think the defense is going to be strong and be able to shut teams down, or at least be able to limit teams to the point where but, Cowboys score seventeen, they win. But I don't think the, I think this this game though is going to be predicated on what the Cowboys do offensively. I think the Cowboys offense is going to be the better unit this game. I think that they will be back in gear. They will be running the ball. I think they'll be spreading around, passing. I, th- I don't think you'll see Witten and Beasley and Dez combined for four catches. I think you'll see a dominating performance by the Cowboys offense, and then that trickles down to okay, go get Jared Goff and these guys and go stop them. If you can get up on him, you can take Gurley somewhat out of the game, even though he catches the ball. But I, I, I just, I don't see it. Not this week. I don't want to spoil tomorrow's show, but this Rams front seven looks equally equipped to slow down the Cowboys and what. As good as Denver? No, I don't. I maintain what we said is that Denver is unique among NFL defenses, and not, and if if the Cowboys can have success, it'll probably be spreading the ball around. What I'm trying to say is I don't know that Zeke is going to get back to being Zeke this week because there's talent on that front seven. God, then when is that going to happen? I don't know. I mean, it, honestly, and this is not this is not a knock on Zeke because I thought Zeke, the numbers don't say that he had a great week last week, but that was one of those games to me that's that makes the difference between a really good running back and a running back that's just okay. Getting 80-something yards against the way that – in a situation of the way that that game was being presented and the way the defense was playing, to me, those are a lot of hard-nosed yards, and that's a good running back that can it's, put up 83 yards against that. I'll say it for the millionth time. It's a testament to how good he's been during his career that I look at that game as like, eh, because that's really good effort for most NFL running backs. But when you average 5.1 yards of carry as a rookie, 3.8 don't look that great. Yeah, but it's how you get the yards, too. Like, I know there were so many times when he got the ball and he hit the line of scrimmage and there were guys right there at the line of scrimmage and he still made it a two- or three-yard game. I com- That's value. I completely agree with you, but he was dominant as a rookie and he just looks good right now. Yeah. I mean, that's just the truth. So, What game last year did you guys think was the first game where Zeke was like, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's 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 the big Chicago week three. I mean, yeah. I, and I know the Bears sucked last year, but he ran all over him and he hurdled a guy for the first time and just looked like a stud. And then he followed that up by going sixty untouched against the Bengals. And then he followed that up by running for 160 or whatever against the Packers, who were statistically the best run defense in football. When was San Francisco? Was that week? I, actually, I skipped one. Yeah, he had. A- I like that that week, but then that might have taken. That was week what? That was week four, I want to say. So Navarro Bowman getting injured kind of was a big part of that game because then, but but in that second half, you know, he started kind of yeah. making some plays there. It was it was that late September, early October. He has looked absolutely good through three I mean I know he was awful against Denver everybody was but he ground out 100 yards against a really good New York defense he was resilient and tough and fought for everything against Arizona he's been good he has not the running game hasn't looked as incredible as it did last year just hasn't for whether that's because the offensive line is still gelling or he's still getting his you know feet underneath him or these defenses have just been that good and and I think you know maybe I'll be wrong for the record i I will. I do expect the Cowboys to win this game, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be easy. Do you think that uh, part of the, the issues with the running game is they're not getting enough push along the offensive line? Yeah, I think I think that that's part of it. I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen eight man front. I mean, they've been doing it all last year as well. Um, I think I think that that is a, an issue. But something I wanted to say that that it'll be interesting to see how Dak's game Monday night will. Moving forward, we'll kind of change what some defenses do. I mean, it, it, we've seen him throw on the run, but not as not as much as I thought he did in that game. You know, able to just roll out and kind of sling it a little bit. You know, teams are basically saying, Dak, you have to beat us with your arm. And he did. He did in that game. And and his receivers made plays for him. I mean, he, he gave Bryce a chance. He made the play. He gave Terrence a chance. And he just dumped it off to Dez. And then Dez went, and him and Frederick just you know, plow through the, the the defense. So I think that that they are saying the passing game has to beat us. And Dak showed in that game against the Cardinals that he can do that. But I think it's interesting to note it's not just going to be his arm that's going to beat teams. He's going right, to have a combination right. of arms. And, He's and got to get out there. What makes him a really dynamic quarterback is his ability to move around. And I, I think on the run, some of the throws we've seen him made between last year and this year that he's made on the run – are as good, if not better, than some of the than, than his best throws in the pocket. Like the guy can throw the ball when he, he's running, and that's what makes him special. As mem- Nick brought this up right at the end of the show, as memorable as the Bryce Butler plays were, that's just chucking it up to a guy in one-on-one coverage. Yeah, 50-50 ball. His throw to Noah Brown was incredible. Yes. Because he's moving, he's basically sprinting, and just fires it in there to a guy with a defender draped on his back. And it was, his, that was an And it was on, I mean, like, it was a laser. Like it he was, shot it through uh, to him. Who caught the ball? Um, I guess it was in the third quarter. He was rolling to his left, right in front of the Cowboys bench. Had the binoculars on him, and he—I mean, just rolling to the left and just didn't stop, set his feet, and just th- throws it back on his body. I think it was Terrence Williams, maybe at the sideline. Maybe. I remember thinking. I, think so. I remember thinking, and I was like, "That is a heck of a throw." Of course, Amber was like. No, it wasn't. It was a little wobbly, but, but <laughs> it's early. Right, but be better. That'll be right. a better throw in the second half. I think it was the second half, but but it's just it'll be the, a second better throw in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> rolling left though, rolling left, and and you know throwing it. I mean that's Randall Cunningham style, like right yeah. there. I mean be, being able to to have the arm strength to do that. Uh, he's he's getting there. He's getting there with his arm for sure. I mean where where he could go and make plays with his arm like that and his legs. 
think that running game found a little something in the fourth quarter. It was one of those things you just got to keep pushing. Your defense has to allow you to stay in the game so you can keep doing that. And that's Denver. You couldn't just keep doing that because you're down 21. I did have a couple more questions about the Cowboys defense, particularly, though, uh, matching up against the Rams. Yeah. Um, If Jordan Lewis uh, joins Cheetah Bay and Nolan Carroll. Kind of troubling, isn't it? What they do. I know Nick said the possibility of, of trying to move up. Uh, move up a guy, but right now, I mean, do do you think the Cowboys? Because they have gone into a game this year where they had four four healthy cornerbacks. Nice. Do you think they could go to this game and say, "Hey, we're okay with the idea of not bringing someone up and just rolling with the four we got"? Well, if Jordan joins those guys on the inactive list, they wouldn't have. Four. You don't have four. You're talking about a scenario where you're just looking at Xavier Woods as a corner. For I have us. already kind of put him in, and I know he plays safety, he but played a lot of. He's but the game. thing is, he's in the slot so much. He is I, that it's it's just like. I, I assume else. going into a game, if they don't have any other cornerbacks, they will just say he's in the slot all day. Xavier Woods is a pet cat of mine. We, I'm not going to get into the whole draft show thing, but we were very much a big fan of him joining this team. I got, I love watching him play. Great. Still don't want to go into a game with him as my fourth cornerback. That sounds... Is he not already playing at that role? I, but you know, it's just a it's a numbers standpoint, you know. I mean, if you lose a guy in this game, then are you going to move Xavier Woods outside? Yeah, if outside. You have to. I just <laughs> I scary. I was, like to cover my bases. It was so bad in the Denver game that I was like asking you guys in the press box, like, who could cover? Like Switzer, Des. I mean, who who can actually go out and may, be and cover someone? I I don't know. I think that I never Troy seen Brown it, did it. Who Troy Brown? Troy Brown. That's why that's I said, the only time I've ever. I saw. I said maybe or an offensive guy just flipped over to the defense and just played corner. It was that was bad. No, thank you. I think it would be. <laughs> I think it would be smarter to call up Marquez White or yeah. um. Is there another corner on the practice squad right now? Sammy Seamster's not still here, is he? I don't think. No. I would call somebody up because if Jordan Lewis can't go this week, then you're looking at Orlando, Anthony Brown, Benet, Benet, Benwickery. Xavier Woods, that, that, that's it. You know, who's got Byron it. Jones also can slide that's down. True. We got it. We got to throw him in there. You can't. Maybe, you can. Maybe they should. But yeah, maybe. I think the Cowboys are going to struggle this week. I think if they do win, it's going to be because of their offense, not because of the defense. And looking at last week, I believe the Cowboys' defensive line is their strongest point right now on defense. Yes, rushing the quarterback. Now, I wow. think. Let's just let that sink in for a second. Seriously, let that marinate. <laughs> Thinking about what we thought of this team going into training camp. Yeah, okay. yeah. and now look at them. Six, six pick, sacks. Pick your unit. But see, yes. I think. They are the best. Special yep. teams is maybe the only one that can compete. It, let me let me throw it farther, like across the entire team. If That's what I'm saying. The, so including the offense. Everything. Is that the most productive yes. unit on this team right now? It's yeah. not a debatable. It's, yeah. That's a good point. But see, I think golf can still play well, even though when he's pressure, I think he keeps his focus. Maybe in some plays it'll mess him up a little bit, but I don't think it'll make that much of an impact right here unless they keep sacking him and stuff like that. But obviously that's not going to happen all the time. Therefore, I think they'll have the ability to move that ball and the secondary is not very, not looking good right now for the Cowboys. So I don't think it'll be such a good win from the defense. How do we? How do we? Sorry. How do we get Marquez White on the on the team? How would you get him on the team? 
I mean, because you can't do anything with the running back situation because the Zeke thing, they're, they're going to they're gonna have another hearing after the Rams game, right? Yes. Or one more. Yes. This is, one, I mean, final this is for, the last game that we know for certain he's playing. It's, it's scheduled yeah. for Monday or Tuesday next week. And then after that, if You're he's still waiting. playing, I think you could probably do something at running back if you needed to. But the, so how do, you, how do you get that? Spot? Well, but here's the thing. They, they have that hearing next week. That doesn't necessarily mean that, that the court will come back with a decision. No, no. So, so you might not. You still may not find out for weeks from now. That's, like, there's no. But, yeah. There's no real yeah, right. time frame there's, on when the court actually comes back. Okay, forget the running back position then. How do you get a spot somewhere else? It would have to be well, honestly, even not knowing, even not knowing what's going to happen with Zeke, you could free up a space at running back if you really. You want. you could. There's six of them right now, right? Mm-hmm. If you count Keith as a running back, yeah. Like, or, you think you no, think Rod and Keith? You think you could get by five, without five, Rod, five. Rod and Keith? I think you could get by without one of them. I don't want them to cut either one of them because I like those guys, but. I, I mean, you could. I you really, cut, if you had to, but so I... You cut I, McFadden. What, what's going to happen? What, who picks him up? I I don't know. Some I bet somebody would. I do, too. I kind of think somebody would pick him up. You think someone would pick up Alfred Morris? Probably. Probably. There's somebody out there who's hurting at running back. Yeah. I don't know who it is, but they're out there. Um, otherwise, I mean, if... And I don't know, but if Cheeto's hamstring is that much of a problem, you could maybe do something with him. Other than that, Harold's... Or Carroll, there's not there's not a ton to but go when, on. But when Irving comes back, I mean, like, don't you think that one of those defensive Ooh. linemen, maybe? I mean, who who? Brian Price. That's the only no, one. No, because they they I think well, they're playing him. Hold on, though. That, out though, right? But that's not the worst idea. When I you, see where you're going, yep. Irving can I play tackle, and Crawford can could Crawford. slide in and just be a tackle. That's the only guy. That's a good point. That's the only guy on that line that I would feel comfortable cutting for various reasons, like. So, I don't know. Um, Which, well, this is sort of related, but what I was going to say, going into Amber's point, if Sean Lee can't go in this game, that's super troubling to me for a variety of reasons. One, the obvious, Sean Lee's the best thing about your run defense. He's amazing. He diagnoses, like, every play before the running back even gets the ball, more often than not. You need a linebacker. And then number two, who the hell is playing linebacker if he can't play? Probably, I was going to say Durant. Is Durant not slide in there? I know that's not his typical position, but. If it were me, I would probably play Jalen at Mike and Damian at Will. Just because I think Damian's more athletic and. Yeah, I want him on the field. Yeah, and he flies around. I I love Justin Durant, but I kind of like him as a situational guy. I don't know if I want him out there. You'd have to play Wilbur a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're thin as hell if somebody gets hurt, too. I mean. I have to get. Nazacha, he can't. He's a San Francisco 49er. What, and, what did and that you would say you missed that. <laughs> yes, that, was, uh, that happened on Monday morning. Breaking news. That was big. San Francisco signed. <laughs> breaking news. Didn't know. San Francisco signed him to their active he roster. Right through that. Didn't news, right? see it on our site. He is a San Francisco 49er. Was it on our site? Probably not. He's well. making that team look better. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you mean you know where she's going with that, Amber? Come on. You know where she's going with that. Right, That's why you were break. upset that day. <laughs> We're going to take our final break when we come back. Let's get some questions. You guys give us a call. call us on. Uh, you can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. 
like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas size deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Dave, take it away. Oh, goodness. All right, Derek. Um, Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, adjust your helmet, but seriously, don't adjust your underwear because once it's been seen, it cannot be unseen. Tommy John has a contour pouch that helps you be comfortable. Why? Who put that phrase into these reads? (laughs) Moisture-wicking fabric to keep you cool and dry on the field or in the stands. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclude Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I will not say that phrase. It's gross. (laughs) I was laughing at Amber. Amber's giving visuals over there. So. Wouldn't you love to be the people at Tommy John that get to come up with that stuff, though? That'd be some fun meetings, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. I did see, uh, I got one tweet last night from a guy who said we talked him into trying it and he loves it. I did see that, too. So hopefully he's enjoying it. Continue to fire Hopefully there are more people that are enjoying Tommy John. What does it say? Nestle the boys? Nestle the boys. Contour pouch to nestle the boys and moisture. Weakened fabric to keep you cool and dry. Nick, or not Nick, can't get Let's that just as take a drop. That, yeah, it sounded better when she said get it. Get that as a drop. Pronto. We'll just take that audio and send it to Tommy John. They'll use it in their commercial. <laughs> yeah, They'll be pretty happy they'll, with they'll that. They'll use that. Nestle the boys. And then we can just, <laughs> just come back and just play it. Yes, exactly. And then we just sit there and have a little bit extended break. Just, That's it. Just play it. We're going to have Amber just do the read on tape. and we'll Nestle the boys. That will take a whole day for me to get that right. With my accent, that was pretty oh, good. I don't think you need a whole day. That was that was pretty good. All right, let's uh, let's jump back in. Let's get some phone calls. You guys call us two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We'll start first with a call. I mean, I'm sorry, with a question from Twitter. Do you guys think that Jason's knowledge of Phillips' system will help him in this match? Um, I think you could say Wade's knowledge of Jason's system could help him as well. So I. I think that I think that whole that is a, a weekly overrated storyline. Somebody was tweeting me or emailed me back in Denver that was like, nobody's talking about how Ron Leary helped oh, the yeah. Broncos figure out that I I don't like you understand that NFL teams have whole staffs of people that break this stuff down weeks in advance. The Cowboys started looking at the Rams, not not Jason Garrett and his coaches, but 
Cowboys staffers started looking at the Rams on Friday. They started yeah. watching tape of these games. They've been, you know, it's a first four-week opponent, so this is definitely one of the teams that they were looking back in April, May, June, July. The amount of man hours that NFL coaching staffs spend on scouting the opposition is insane. So the fact that Jason Garrett worked with um, Wade for as many years as he did years yeah. ago. I mean, when did Wade left here in 2010? Yep. So that was seven years ago. I mean, so much stuff has happened. There's so many other things you can look at. The personnel is completely different. I mean, he's playing Aaron Donald in the 3-4 as opposed to a 4-3. I, I, I don't buy that as a meaningful thing. What do you think about Heath cover skills on opposing teams passing down? I'd rather, rather replace him with Woods. At some point? And I'm starting, I'm starting to think Xavier Woods will be a starting safety by the end of the year. Maybe. I could see that happening. Over Heath? It's possible. I mean, he's already out there. They're already playing him in safety in certain looks. Who do you think has played better in the first three games, Heath or Jones? Just Heath. Heath. Jeff Heath. He's played better. I think so. I did too. And, and I don't think it's because, well, we're expecting a lot out of, out of Jones, and Heath is the first year. I mean, Heath has actually been here longer than Jones. Can I say neither? Yeah, I mean. Because I, I don't think, I mean, it's it, if you want to say one's been better than the other, okay, whatever. I don't think it's been a sizable difference, number yeah. one. And yeah. number two, I don't think I've seen play from either one that suggests to me I'm happy with the safety position right now. Right. But but I think that we, we need to be careful, too, because uh, – Xavier Woods comes in. He's made some plays on special teams. He's made some plays around the line of scrimmage, and we're saying, "Hey, this guy's playing well," and he and he is. But you need to be careful to say, "All right, since he's playing so well, he'll be fine back there as the last line of defense that's, as a rookie." I that's mean, the Madden syndrome, right? And maybe I've just fell for it myself a little bit. But the fact that he's handled everything they've asked him to do so far. And they trust him enough. They've, they're already putting him back there. They're doing it mainly in, like, dime and when they play Deacon and stuff like that, basically in situations where it'd be hard for him to screw it up. That's basically what it's looked like. But the fact that he's already done that much in three weeks after being limited for the second half of training camp, that's really encouraging. Um, honestly, I mean, Jeff Heath hasn't been great, but I don't think he's been terrible either. I mean, he made a nice play on a ball in Denver where he – broke up what would have what might have been a touchdown right and I again I know the play didn't count but I was very impressed by the read he made on that throw that he almost intercepted um no he's not a pro bowler but I don't think he's been absolutely awful either and, and I again I'm not saying I'm not saying that they've been great I'm not saying that they've been awful what I do know is that I want a little more consistency out of the safety position. I think sure. they've both been in situations where I've seen them miss tackles and make bad. I mean, we used to jump on J.J. Wilcox a bunch for bad angles and and missing tackles. And, and when you got a safety, that's one of their primary responsibilities because they are the last line of defense in many cases. So, um, and, and, you know, some of those deep balls, like you, you see the safety kind of trailing back there, like where were you? That was a play that you probably needed to be a part of. And so all I'm saying is right now at the safety position, I haven't been – thrilled with what I've seen. I think there are some positive things, but I think there's just as many negative things I want to say. That first to touchdown, that first touchdown of the game, I mean, not good. Heath was was over there, but looking at the play, Heath was was trying to he was going with like the all-pro Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he, he he ran to the to the outside, so he had to follow him. I mean, I think it was Byron Jones that wasn't over there. But I think you're seeing 
signs that this is a what i mean your six primary dbs have not played a lot of games together yeah right yes field. and it looks they're like not that. well coordinated right now it yeah. looks like that yeah so who would you uh, guys like to sorry go ahead who would you guys like to see go up against Gurley? line up against him are you are they asking more from the, the game of plan if you're when, have he, somebody when, when cover he gets him? going who would be the best guy that you would like to see him cover once he gets going down the field I mean, I I want Sean Lee to play this game if you're going to help limit Todd Gurley, just, again, in the sense of he's as good as the defensive line has been, he's the best thing about the run defense, in my opinion. I mean, can't count how many times live, but then also when you go back on tape where he just knifes through yeah. the line and, and makes that tackle if, before it has a chance to If it's on. not him, the, the, uh, the next best option would have to be Damian Wilson. Yep. Jalen Smith is um, – is going to get there, but but is to me where you see the the one deficiency for him is speed. His speed, I don't think, is there just yet. I mean, he's got a brace on his ankle, like like that he's running with. He's got great re- reaction when he gets there. He hits people. It reminds me of the when Rolando McLean got here and he's just finishing the play, but. When he has to, when he has to really run in the open field, you can kind of see it in his run. It's, it's not the same, so that one would, would kind of scare me a little bit. But I think Damian Wilson, I think he could he could play well. He could be a factor in this game, and he might need to be even if Sean Lee is is healthy. He's really good, and to that point, he's good in space. It's like when he's not good, it's when he can't get away from his the blocks. If he can't get away from the offensive line, but when he's out in space. He's a really athletic dude, and he more often than not makes the tackle. So he uh, he could be big this week. The last time they played the Rams was at fourteen up, up in St. Louis. Is that the last time that we in the regular season, in the regular yeah. season? Um, I think I think that was the game. Hitchens had eighteen tackles. He was a beast. He he had to start that game. Yeah, he had a I believe he had a fourth down stop. Was yeah, it? yeah, he had a, a bunch of big plays as a, as a rookie. So. I don't think was it Austin Davis the quarterback. Yes. Sounds like Jer- Jared Goff's going to be a little better than that. Bruce Carter had a pick six. Mo, Mo Clayborn sealed the game. Mo won the game. Proud Brian. Proud Brian. <laughs> Let's grab a, a phone call from Tim in New Eric York. Doesn't want to talk about Tim. That. What up? Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Hey, uh, first uh, to get to football in just a second, but I, I quickly have to say, really appreciated that twenty minutes uh, yesterday at the start of the show that you guys were talking about. Uh, race relations and different things. I, I think that's good conversation and something that we need. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, I must say, Derek, um, totally agree with you about uh, the comment that you made of how that um, Washington and the country in general needs to come together as a compromise on some things. Uh, I think that uh, we've just been too divided too long. I'd like to see our leaders take a lead in doing that. But anyways, to football. So earlier – you guys were talking, Nick brought up, bringing up Marquez White for the cornerback uh, situation. And so I was thinking, why not look at releasing this week to do that um, price and then bring up Marquez, see how he does, see the health of the cornerbacks next week, and then perhaps um, at that point release Ben Wickery if that's a possibility and keeping white then is on the um, fifty three, so um, and then I'll and hang then up get, and, let and then you get guys Irving. Say what you think about that. All right, that's good. That's a good call. I kind of I kind of get that, and, that, and that then makes bring some sense. David Irving into right. the mix. Yeah, 
I think that probably depends on their comfort level. If you release Price, and he he plays, it's not like he's not yeah. a part of this. And and as Nick always says he's their only big body. I mean, that's and a that's, big guy that just body that just sits down in the middle. That Need that entirely depends on your comfort level playing this game with basically three defensive tackles, yeah. one of whom, right, three. Yeah, this game. Who am I? Paya, Collins, and Crawford. And, well, I guess you would have Crawford, yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't leave you with a lot of depth at defensive tackle if you do that. But, like I said, he's the one defensive lineman I could see them being willing to release right now. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But remember this about the Marquez White, Ben Wickery. And we're only three, four weeks removed, I guess, from cutdown day. And they could have done the same thing then. I mean, they could have had Ben Wickery. I mean, they didn't have to go get him. They could have put Marquez White on the team. They chose to, to do that. So at that point, they looked at it and said, hey, this guy is way better than him. Let's go make this move and cut Marquez and hope we can get it back. So we'll see if, if things have changed that much since then. I, I, I don't know. I mean, but I, I, I like that thinking, I, I, but I don't know about cutting price for this game this week. I think you cut price – if you can get Irving back into the mix. I'm almost and, to the point, like, I don't want to make any changes right now to the defensive line. I'm like, okay, let's just leave it like that for right now. Not did he, touch it. Did he make a play, though? Did he? I don't even remember him in the game. I remember him being in the game. I couldn't point to a specific play that he oh. made. But but, you, but a guy in that position, you're yeah. not going to notice I, his that's plays, fine. right? Yeah. You're, you're right. And, and they, you know, Paya... And and Malik Collins, I mean, Malik's not undersized at, at all. Paya though is for that for that position, and so you know Crawford is guys playing in. So I mean he he's somewhat undersized too. I mean at some point you do want the you know big body guy in there to kind of clog the middle. And let's remember the you you kind of said it the same way, but Benet Ben Wickery was more about getting some veteran presence mm-hmm. in this secondary where you've got a bunch of young guys and and, right. they, and so are they willing to now forego that you know you still got a bunch of young guys and by the way a couple of them are injured so yeah you kind of wanted that veteran presence you wanted to add a little more of a veteran presence to that group and that's why you brought him in I don't know that that's changed in three weeks right yeah I guess whoever that was I was one I, on I couldn't tell if he was still on the line or not that's okay he's not anymore <laughs> All right, uh, thanks for the call. It was a good call. Let's take another question from Twitter. You guys think that Demarcus Lawrence will be able to take advantage of how far golf drops back when he's trying to throw a pass? Haven't I'm obviously great, haven't. It's a great question. I, I'm I get a ten step drop. Or I <laughs> honestly I haven't had a whole lot of time to study the Rams' offense. I fell asleep at eight thirty last night when I got home. But I don't think the drop really matters so much as I mean. Andrew Whitworth is a Pro Bowl tackle. He's good player. Shout out LSU. He's on the left side. That's not DeMar. I mean, and I know DeMarcus played both sides in this game, but I still think, at least for right now, I would imagine he's primarily your left end. So he's mm-hmm. going against Rob Havenstein. He's a 20. It ain't Whitworth. No, it, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's really. I don't care about how back, how far back he's dropping. Yeah. I care about the quality of the tackle he's going Ohio against. I think so. Um, I think I remember putting him like in a mock draft or something like that, fourth or fifth round. Here's the big thing for me is, and again, you know, I'm going to, I will, I'm going to go and watch the Rams offense and defense tonight when I get home from work. But it, it seems like 
I, Sean McVay's whole thing is getting the ball out quick. It's kind of, I don't know if it's like purely West coast, but it's a very, it's a, you know, I don't think he's, I don't think the goal is for him to be holding the ball for, you know, four or five, six seconds. I think they want to get it out quick. So that's what I'm looking for is just that kind of like Eli Manning, he's throwing the ball before you really have a chance to get your pass rush back there. So that's what I'm looking for. I know they did have a Thursday game last week, but Tavon Austin and Sammy Watkins were in the concussion protocol to finish the game. Don't know kind of where they stand now. Like it's it's funny. Like with with another with another guy has a concussion on the other team, you're like, oh man, they'll be back. Of course, on on this team though, you're thinking it's not a given for. We'll see him in November. Yeah, I mean Rico Gathers is on IR, and Nolan Carroll has missed one game and probably will miss another. Mm -hmm. So. And that's the thing that with concussions, that's probably with every injury, but certainly with concussions, it's so different. Per, yeah, you never know. You know. With every guy, like you guys said, Ron Leary was in the concussion protocol Still before. Still surprised me. The Cowboys played them, and I think he was in the protocol for six days and then was ready to play on Sunday. So played well. It just depends on kind of, the, the yeah. le, I guess, the level of severity of, of the uh, – of the uh, injury. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow. 930 is our normal time. Actually, stay tuned. 1030 a.m. today. We got Talking Cowboys coming right up. I see Taylor walking through with a big smile on her face, so she must have something really interesting to tell you guys. No. Make sure you join us tomorrow. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?